and inspirational podcast. This podcast is for people who are marching to their own rhythm and looking for ways to really integrate joy and success on personal and professional levels. Um, and what we're going to dive into is our real estate careers, our entrepreneurial experiences, collaborative relationship, authentic values, and redefining success. Follow us along each week as we try and attempt to release a new episode every Friday. Welcome to today. We are going to talk about that feeling that you know when you need to make a change in your life. So basically, that's where Life is Knocking came from. So when we all sat down to pick what that actually meant to us, Tisha and Natasha, what do you think? Like, where, what does that mean to you as we chose this as our guiding point of our podcast? Well, I was kind of thinking in two arenas because this podcast is based on our real estate experiences. I was thinking how many people have suggested that we do the uncomfortable, which is door knocking. So that's when a real estate agent goes to someone's door, knocks and says, hi, like I'm your neighbor. I sell real estate. (laughs) You know, do do you have anyone who's interested in purchasing real estate? Are you interested in buying or selling a home? You know, it's uncomfortable. You're showing up to strangers' houses. So that knocking and then also just listening to the universe. Like, what signs is the universe giving you that, you know, you're either on the right path or the wrong path? Like, are you listening? Are you listening to the knock? So that's kind of, for me, what that meant. You know, a little play on words there. Yeah, I, I think it's when you're trying to make a massive change in life, I mean, I think when we think about that, we think of like the the big things that happen in our lives um, that are just fundamentally get us into the next phase, like getting married or like you know buying a house or like starting a new job. I think what's really fascinating for right now in our world is everyone is still dealing with the pandemic and the kind of shakeout that happened there. And I think I forget what people are calling it, but it's like the great revival or something it's where a lot of people are really reconsidering the paths that they've been on and I think the pandemic gave us time to pause in a way we truly never have been given to start saying you know what have we been doing and where do we want to go from here and um, I think you know real estate has been one of the options to go that way but you know just as we are all like figuring out who we want to be and how we want to be and how we want to create our business this is I think that a much bigger question than easy to answer, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's excellent. And I love that you mentioned that because that happened to me, right? I was a education teacher, um, high school English. And, you know, as the pandemic hit, I went back, I taught for another year. I had a brand new baby. I had just purchased my second home and I had this like, you know, impending knock that was kind of like at my heart and, I was like, you know what? Like, it's time for a change. Um, so that's kind of, it's kind of all encompassing of like this this gut feeling of okay, I'm doing something. It's very safe. It's very secure. Um, I'm getting paid on a salary once a month. I know exactly how much money is coming in. I know my job. I know when to show up. Like, I'm good at my job. I like my job, but it's still just not fitting for me. So, I think that I, I love the way that you said that. Like, um, you know. 
I don't know, it gives us all an opportunity to change. Yeah, and I think that the pandemic and having those lockdowns and really like broke that wide open for people of reassessing their lives and where things were at and which direction they want to go in. I have kind of not quite the same story, but something similar where I had thought about doing real estate five years prior and I had been, I talked to my husband about it, but I was always had an excuse like, I don't always want to feel like I'm on call or like, I don't want to be commission based. You know, there was always some excuse I had. And then I had stopped teaching, you know, probably a couple years before the pandemic because I had my second child. And so I was already, you know, homeschooling and staying home with my kids. But that there had still been something in the back of my mind about real estate. And then when everyone was on lockdown, you know, I had kind of been thinking before the pandemic, maybe I will go back to teaching in, an, in a year when my son's a little bit older. And then I just saw how everything kind of played out in the schools, how teachers were treated, how students were treated, how uh, at different school districts handled the situation. And I made the, a very clear decision. I was like, nope, never going back. I'm not going back there. And so I think the next week, I just picked an online training program to do for real estate. And I remember telling my husband, like, okay, if I just sell two houses in my first year, it's great. Like, I'm, I'll still be making more money than I made just staying home and homeschooling the kids. So, like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. And you know what? My first year has been stellar, and I couldn't imagine having, I don't know, I just couldn't imagine going back to something different. And I love what I do, so I'm happy to have had that experience. Natasha, how did you decide it was time to start real estate? Yeah, well, I come from a very different background than you guys. <laughs> um, I've been doing like risk taking, I want to say the majority of my life. <laughs> so um, this just felt like another, it, it actually felt like a more, I want to say less risky because real estate's risky, but in the way that the market was going, um, I felt that it was going to be a lucrative business um, that transitioned very well with my skill set already. And so I, I kind of saw it as another avenue for the work that I actually fundamentally love to do in the world, which is um, communication and connecting people and helping people really get to the next stage of their life. Um, and I just thought, you know, this would be a very cool, um, like new avenue. And, you know, another thing I really wanted to learn, which is um, it's kind of funny because I've been doing business for a while, but I really wanted to get better at negotiation. And I thought, um, well, man, I, in real estate, you have to negotiate, like, I feel like every step of the way. <laughs> really, Molly, you do. I mean, it's a constant management of expectations. Um, and But learning to do it in a way... Like kind of how we talked about before, you know, wanting to do a business that's actually in alignment with who we are. I wanted to see how I could do sales. <laughs> Sorry about that. I wanted to see how I could do sales uh, in a way that was heart-based. And um, because I believe real estate can, can be a very heart-based service-oriented profession, I, I thought it could transfer. Well. I think we should talk about that for a minute because that was honestly one of my biggest hangups besides that I don't want to be on call, I don't want to be commission-based. I had a lot of negative feelings towards sales and I just had told myself in my head like I don't want to be a salesperson. I don't want to seem pushy. I don't want 
to that to be the view people have of me. And then after purchasing several homes, I realized, you know what? It doesn't have to be like that. Like it can basically <laughs> I'm not convincing anyone to buy a house. You either want to buy a house or you don't. I'm just acting as a guide and a facilitator for an unknown process. And that is something I can get behind and that I feel really good about. And like Natasha's talking about that heart-based sales, where it's like, I want the best for my clients. My dream is to help my, my clients achieve their dreams. And whatever I have to do to make that happen, it, and be able to guide them through the process, that part feels good to me. I'm not convincing anyone that they need to buy a house. They already know if they need that or not. Yeah, I think exactly. I think uh, it's interesting when, when you have to kind of get that point of, um, I don't know, like sales is kind of that, you know, they say, let's, let's touch someone once a week for eight weeks. You know, that's typically a sales tactic where if someone is – thinking of doing something if you you know remind them you Nudge know them yeah maybe they'll like go and and it's interesting because you know like I think it's so funny because like Natasha or Natasha and Tisha are saying these things you can't like convince someone to buy a house they want to or they don't and um even this last week I did an open house and I had a lady come and it's it's fascinating that this heart-based business I'm able to help people and change their lives but also use my teacher instinct to like guide them and she's we figured out that she can refinance her house get rid of um, her FHA PMI insurance she's paying less a month when she refinances her husband's gonna sell a property that he has and then they're gonna kind of go in together with the all these profits and and buy a house together and and that's just life-changing for them like how how the ability to do that and they didn't even know that was an option like these people don't know what they don't know and us being that like heart-based guiding like light of a positive like hey you can do this or check out all of these loan programs or did you know lenders can give you credit for your closing costs like all these yeah, things that like, like help like, people i feel like we're like master puzzlers like everyone yeah. says as a real estate agent they feel yeah. like a matchmaker between you know client and home but really i feel like we are just like masters at putting the puzzle pieces together and rearranging them for clients to help better their lives and help them achieve their goals and, you know, I, I think it's kind of cool, you guys both being teachers and, like, thinking about, you know, what you're saying you did with this lady. Like, everyone, well, not everyone, but the majority <laughs> of people who have um, had teachers in their lives can remember the teachers that were, um, they just couldn't stand and that were dialing it in, and the teachers that, like, literally, uh, maybe not literally, but they they changed their lives. They, they put them on a different path, and I think that's because... As students, like I think of my own um, background, like I think I'm thinking of a teacher right now who he cared, like he was passionate, he cared, and we felt that. And this was high school, like in, in high school, everyone's kind of you know doing their own thing and having their own ideas of the world. But it's like you can feel that, and I think that that's I'm I'm just sold on that in like any business, you can like fundamentally feel if someone has your best interest um, or if they're just trying to push something on you because they're wanting to make a sale and the win-win is when you want something like you want to make a purchase of a home um, and then someone wants to help you get there in the way that works for you not making you and I think I've heard this from clients of why they haven't liked past realtors is because they were pushing houses on them that they did not like and told them on repeat they weren't listening and I think that that's like a massive part right it's like you are 
you're there because you actually in your like being want to be helping people in this you form that bridge of trust and then inside of that trust because you are there to help them you listen to them to help them find what they want and i think that that's important for any entrepreneur who's really trying to run a heart-based business that you know what is your passion and how does your passion align with your clients needs or wants whatever your business may be and how are you how are you getting there in a way that feels genuine and that isn't like you know oh we're just faking that I like this (laughs) hobby so that I can like meet more clients here or you know whatever the case may be like how are you being genuine how are you doing stuff that you truly enjoy and lights you up and then there's a merging point with what you enjoy and like where your clients passions or interests lie as well yeah I mean it's as simple as I was at um and this is a cute embarrassing story too, but I, when I was teaching, my son started at um, a swim school here in Sparks and um, the next day, one of my students came up to me and said, hey, hey, Miss Ryan, uh, did you go to uh, the swim school yesterday with your son? And I'm like, oh no, you saw Mrs. Ryan in a swimsuit, like just kill me, you know? Like I was just like, oh my gosh. He's like, yeah, I teach three lanes down, like great, right? But it's great. Every single week we go, um, you know, on Wednesday or Thursday and I see him and we just smile and wave and it's just this like cute little connection that, um, you know, we get to stay in touch and I see he's doing well and he is using his passion of teaching um, kids swim while I get to like teach my son how to swim. And it's just this really cute thing. And, and then, you know, I'm sitting next to another mom and she's like, Hey, yeah, I'm thinking of moving and okay, here's my card. I'd love to help you. And it's through these passion things that I'm doing anyway with my son that I love swim lessons where I'm meeting people who have things in common with me that I can help them too, right? I can then guide them to buy a house or, you know, a girl I tutor, their family just rented a new house and I was able to connect them with a property manager at our company. So it's just like you said, puzzle pieces and problem solving and actions that I can do to like not only help people, but um, kind of like warms my heart too, so. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a big part of the business besides being heart-based for me personally is community building, which is one of my great passions. Like, and I think that, so there are embarrassing moments where like you're in public and you <laughs> see a client or a past student or whatever that you're like, oh God, I wasn't dressed to see anybody right now. <laughs> or like my kids are a mess and so am I, you know, but we're working on building community. And so as you're out in the community, you meet more and more people, you connect more puzzle pieces for people. And they're like everywhere you are, there's someone who is connected to you, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But sometimes it's also hard to navigate like, God, do I have to like not wear sweatpants and I leave the house today? <laughs> well, and you know, one of the another thing that I think is kind of cool to touch on is this idea of trusting our own feelings, you know, we're talking about um, connecting with other people and and what I think you guys are speaking to is being just humans and being out. And I think that that is what builds trust. I think being human, being real, being authentic, because I forget what it is. It's like something like, don't quote me here, but like 8% or maybe it's 12%, but of our communication comes through our words. The rest of it is through our bodies and it's through our energetic fields. I mean, that's actually not necessarily on the hippy dippy stuff but like 
legitly scientifically based. scientifically based what's what's happening and so it's like you can feel um your gut can let you know whether or not to trust something and you know even <laughs> coming out of studying um business administration at a master's level a lot of the stuff i studied was how giant ceos of multi-billion dollar companies put effort into developing trust that is like one of their number one things. It's not bottom line. It's trust because that's what makes people want to work with you. And then it becomes a win-win scenario. And that is what expands and grows things it, because it doesn't feel like someone's taking. And it's quite opposite. It feels like everybody's actually expanding to have a mutually beneficial experience. And I think that that is, you know, even the start of our conversation of why did we transition? It's like, what are we following inside of ourselves? And then what are we being attracted to? And and even inside of that, you know, as life goes, some things work out, some things don't. But using your using your own North Star, I mean, I I think that's so important for everyone. Why do you think it's so hard for people to trust that gut feeling? Well, I personally think it's because we are kind of taught out of us. I don't think that yeah. we're given examples when we're young of yeah. follow how you feel we are in and I will say you know we're all in the United States right now I think it's very different in different areas and we're all in Nevada I know we all kind of grew up in slightly different areas um, but all west coast and I just don't think that we're given that same permission um, from a young age and I don't think kids are taught how to trust your gut feeling and I think we spoke about this in the last episode as well like they're is a particular feeling that as I've gotten older, I've known to trust. And this is, it's like a sinking feeling in my gut where it doesn't necessarily mean the change is going to be bad, but there is a change coming that maybe I'm not quite ready for. And it's a feeling that I could ignore. But as I've gotten older, I've just seen that there is always that feeling before a big change in like a relationship, a work environment, a, something like I know that there's something that needs to change or is going to change whether I'm ready for it or not. And for me, it's always like a sinking feeling in my gut that's like I feel empty but full at the same time, almost like there's like water sloshing around in there. It feels uncomfortable. And I know for me that feeling means something. I don't think I recognized it maybe until I was in my later 20s and even then I just started to like pay attention. I wouldn't have given it much weight. Um, and I think, you know, that's not something that we're trained to do as children. Like, like okay, sink in, like listen to your body. What is your body telling you? Because your body knows. It's not, you know. Um, and just, I think just the society we live in doesn't give a lot of weight to that either so it's hard like where do you go for that kind of training like how do you like yeah. experiment with this I mean I don't have the answers to this but I hope to be a better teacher for my own children in that area yeah and I think it's life experience too right like sometimes you just have to go through some things to then be like yeah okay I recognize looking back that my gut was telling me that this was wrong or this was right and look at how it turned out. And then like every time as you get older, you can kind of reflect back and be like, okay, I'm getting the same feeling. Let's evaluate the situation. And it's about so patience too. Where do you ladies get the confidence then to act on those feelings? Because I know like 
what I was just talking about. Sometimes I'm not always ready for the change or I don't know what the next step should be, but I know that something needs to happen. So like, how do you guys get the confidence to then listen to your body and make a move even if you're not sure what direction you should go in? I really think a lot of it comes down to pain points. I think that um, people make changes when they're at a pain point or they're like forced into it. I think that that's, I think on like the grant, you know, like, oh, we're going to work out more or something like that. Well, we generally do that when we're like, oh, I don't feel strong. You know, like it's like, it's, it's not necessarily, we're like, oh, I'm feeling great. I'm going to like keep going. I mean, I don't know. I think my personality is different. Like I don't want to be forced to make a decision. So like if I know something's coming, even if I'm not at a pain point, I'm like, okay, I got to make a move now or else I might be forced into a move that I don't want. And so I try to be proactive about it. (laughs) Not to say I'm like, you know, excel in that arena, but I definitely in my mind, I try to be proactive. (laughs) And I think, um, and this might be different, um, but my confidence really comes from my support system. So, I mean, you two ladies, there's no way I could have done what I did, you know, leaving a group and, and going out on my own without people to support me, but also my family, my mom and dad and my husband and, you know, like going from a salary to a commission based is absolutely terrifying. And I am in a very blessed position where he makes money and, you know, I'm able to kind of like, we worked out the numbers where like, yeah, we can survive. It's not going to be super comfortable, but like, if you do like a couple sales, it'll be okay. And and, you know, like giving myself grace as I as I learn and grow in this own business. Um, but at the same time, it is very scary. And, and it's 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 about, you know, tuning into my body and tuning into my family and my support system and my friends and people I look up to and other people that are successful and, you know, praying and, and kind of focusing on, you know, what is it going to be? And if I fail, then what? And and having almost like a little backup plan, like, okay, well, I could go get a little job at Starbucks or, you know, all these little things that, you know, you don't want to have to do, but you have a couple backup plans that, you know, if making the jump. Um, and I would like to think very much so that I respect the people that I was um, teaching with. And I left, I, I believe, on very good terms. And, you know, my principal told me, if you ever want to come back, you can. And that just also gave me a little bit more confidence that like, okay, I have a backup plan in case this flops and I'm going to give myself two years and really try. And then I can kind of sit back and reevaluate. So I guess that's kind of where my confidence stems of just like, it's okay to fail and, and we'll be okay. And it's a little scary, but I think I also just having the inner knowing, like I just have very, like one of my deep inner truths is that it will always be okay. Even if it doesn't seem okay, it will always be okay and things will work out. And maybe it's not okay in that moment, but given time and letting things play out and settle, it generally has always been fine and even worked out better. So I do have a deep, like I don't feel like I can mess up drastically by going one direction. I know that like I can go a direction and that's where I was meant to be at that moment. And if it's not working out, I can change directions and it will always be okay, even if it doesn't seem okay in this exact moment. Well, and so what I'm really hearing from both of you and Kristen, I think you name this, is um, you know, grace and, and belief. And it's, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, yeah, 
I'm not entirely sure because I just I come from a different situation than you guys because yeah. I took a leap being an entrepreneur right before COVID hit. So I had that plan of like, oh, if my business doesn't work, I can always just be a, a waitress or an Uber driver. And then like right. that all shut down. I mean, it yeah. was like pretty crazy um, to think my backup to my backup to my backup was not available um, because of COVID. And but I will say, you know, going back through of thinking this whole kind of like great revival time is I I mean I believe that COVID really helped a lot of people myself included rethink certain things that I just never paused to think about and so for me it was ex an extreme pain point um, um, but at the same time like I would say I do also have a belief and I think this is what we all share is like a belief in something that's more than what's just appearing in front of us you know that's what we're seeing about our businesses and like you know teacher you're saying believe you'll be okay no matter what I think it's a a belief that you know this is life like this is the journey of life and there's just going to be some crazy stuff that's going to happen um as we've all experienced in our lives at different times where it's like are you kidding like what <laughs> and it's like but yeah. that is what's happening and so it's like how are we going to navigate through and sometimes it's going to be like a hot mess um, no doubt about it, but that's part of the life lesson, right? That, I mean, that's part of the journey. And I feel like to some degree, like I hear that kind of stuff and I'm, I think, oh, it's so woo woo. And then it's like, no, like there is no correct path. All we've got is like what we know, what we're going on, our support networks, our gut feelings, our inner believing of ourselves and whatever, if we believe in something greater than ourselves, you know, to guide us. And, and we're just all on this journey. And, and I think business is just one more aspect of, you know, how we live our lives. Like, I don't think there's a 10-step program to getting you anywhere. I think there's, well, I mean, there are for some people. Um, but I, for myself, I think it's more, you know, it, it truly is the journey because there's... It's not the destination, it's the journey. <laughs> well, and it's different for everyone. Everyone's got their own little stop-offs also, you know, how yeah. doing, so. I think we all have our own lessons to learn. And I think that's hard sometimes when we look at other people and we're like but I'm trying to emulate this or I, I like where they're at and I want to get there. But unfortunately, we all have our own lessons to learn. And maybe that person had to learn the same lessons, but it happened earlier on and now they have different lessons. And we can't like, you know, that's why it's not comparing apples to apples ever when you're looking at other people. Like we all have so many different backgrounds so many different aspects to deal with and different life lessons to learn and you know maybe we're on similar paths but we're starting at different points you know yeah yeah well I think this has been an interesting conversation as we are kind of moving along and you know feeling out where we're going with this podcast but I think truly what we want is to share our experiences of you know, on the real, like what we've been going through. And because I think a lot of people out there are, and I'm not sure that there's enough conversation around the, like the very just real, um, well, there is a lot of conversation. I'd like to say, I hope that we can join the conversation of the very real, like authentic and, you know, just life living parts of being a business owner. And I would say besides joining the conversation, just shedding more light on some of these areas that when you go, you know, different programs to be an entrepreneur or to be a real estate agent, they're not necessarily talking about 
these aspects of it. You know, they're giving you, like Natasha said, the one through 10 steps of what to do next to get to the next area. But there's a deeper level happening for everyone of their, you know, their own journey, I guess is what we've been talking about. Just everyone's own journey, the maybe spiritual aspect of it, the, you know, the self-respect aspect of it, all these different layers that maybe aren't being touched on in these uh, programs to help you like become an amazing entrepreneur or be a six figure agent, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's not reckless. It's it's all very intentional and it's very um, much hard work and and you do have to, you know, work hard. But combining all of these things together can make you really successful. So. Thank you so much for following along here um, as we attempt and try to release an episode every Friday. Please make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Life Is Knocking Podcast and subscribe on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music or Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, thank you so much for listening and we're excited to have you on our journey. Have a great day. Bye.